welcome back to another episode of the home series with the Interested by Him podcast. I am Courtney Centers, the host, and I'm so glad you're here today. We're just going to dive right in. Um, I've really kept it simple with this series um, for many reasons, but really to simplify what the Lord is calling us to in our home. And so one of those things that, uh, one of the things that we're going to be talking about today, the topic is discipling while rejecting idolatry. Um, idolatry is something that we all struggle with. Um, the Bible lets us know very clearly that we're going to struggle with it. God knows that we're going to struggle with it, but he provides a way out of that, that um, temptation to resist the enemy in those moments. So let's talk about how we are going to reject idolatry while discipling within our home. So let's go. Okay, so this episode is going to be a tough one, y'all. Maybe one that you might not even want to hear, but this episode will show us how much we need Jesus, how much we need him to wrap us in his arms daily, how much we need him every hour, and how for us to seek his face daily and to not look away. So a couple episodes ago, I mentioned the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. And before I go any further on that story, the thing is, guys, discipleship starts within our homes. This can be whether you are single, married, um, maybe you are widowed, or maybe you're a single parent raising kiddos. It doesn't matter what stage or season of life you're in. Discipling will always start within our homes because that is where our relationship with the Lord grows and starts and flourishes. And that's where we water it the most. And so discipleship is going to start in our homes. We can be worried about the world all day long, but God tells us that we gain not one ounce of a second in our life from worrying. So if we're worrying about what is going on around us and we're not focusing on watering the seeds that are planted from the Lord, then in our relationship, then we are not discipling properly. So let us not, um, you know, and, and also not to mention, he also tells us to have no other gods before him. So let us not let the world and its corruption become our idol, meaning don't give in to what the enemy wants you to worry about or give attention to. Give it no thought. It's easy to do as humans, but let us give it no thought. Um, we are called to, you know, focus on Jesus's face and seeking him at all times. So if we are doing that, then the world is not going to interfere um, with the way that we're discipling. So what does idolatry have to do with discipleship? Literally everything. We cannot properly disciple if we have lowercase gods as our focus, right? Um, so before I jump over to chapter 10 in Luke, uh, in the book of Luke, I wanted to read Exodus 20, three through six, but I just want you to keep Luke chapter 10 in the back of your mind. So here's Exodus 20, uh, verse three through six. If you have your Bibles, you can read along with me. 
You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keeping my commands. As we read that passage, we see that God is showing us that we can fall into idolatry so very quickly. We can pick those chains that we threw off when we surrendered our life to Christ right back up. Even if we are surrendering, like I said, our lives to him, we can um, we can pick them right back up. When we surrendered our life to Christ, all of those chains were broken and they fell off. But the devil, the enemy, likes to uh, use our weaknesses against us. And so we are when we allow him to do that, when we give him that power, and that is not me crediting the enemy, the enemy any power whatsoever, but when we give him the reins to um, to take over of our lives, we then begin to pick those chains back up and we wear them around our necks and we are strapped to what he wants to do and, and how he wants to destroy, uh, you know, any, any part of the relationship that we have with God. So with that being said, right before these commandments, he reminds us that he is our Lord that brings us out of bondage as he refers to bringing those in Egypt out of slavery. If we have a posture of heart that is idolizing anything other than God, then we cannot disciple well within our homes with those that have been entrusted to us. And then certainly we cannot disciple well to anyone outside of our homes because we're really not discipling at that point. So what is biblical idolatry? When we put this into perspective, it is when we put anything above God. A good example of this would be Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall. They were given everything they needed and they were joyful and they had God close. But when temptation revealed itself to them, they chose to elevate themselves and chose something else over choosing God's commands. So then that resulted in them eating the fruit that then resulted in the fall happening. And so likewise, in the story of Mary and Martha, when Jesus came to their house, Martha took her eyes off Jesus immediately to pursue her to-do list, which in this case was her idol. She put it above Jesus. I mean, I can't imagine Jesus walking into my home right now. And I am thinking as a, as a human, my human flesh loves to-do lists and I love organizing and I love making sure everything's done before I sit down. And if Jesus walked in right now and I put that in front of him and said, hold on, Jesus, let me get this stuff done first. And then I will seek your face. I mean, holy moly, like 
We cannot explain biblical idolatry any better than that model right there. So I think, you know, idolatry is listed um, or mentioned throughout the Bible so many times without actually using that word. And, and you just have to see like in that particular situation that Martha took her eyes off Jesus and put something else above him. And that was idolatry. And God specifically says, do not do that. So friends, we, as we are discipling within the home and all around us, but definitely in the home, we need to be a Mary, not a Martha. What do I mean by that? So in the home, we can get so caught up in the chores and the mundane tasks and systems and our to-do list that we have in order, we have to do those things in order to serve our families well. And yes, while those things are sacred and holy, and we are called to them, we are called to keeping our home in order, we are not called to them above serving the Lord. Uh, we're not called to them first. We're not called to them to make them above our family, um, loving our family. And so, you know, and we're not called to we're not called to loving our family first. We're actually called to loving him first. We're called to come to him first, filling our soul and our spirit up with him first. And there will be an overflow that kind of trickles down into the rest of those things that we're entrusted with. It's very important that we don't lose sight of that, but it's also very easy for us to do. So keeping him at the root of it all seeking his face above your to-dos, just sitting with him alone in prayer and hearing him speak to you and getting to know him is so crucial to how our discipling is displayed, how our reflection of him is displayed. So ultimately, um, as I close, I want to close with this verse and let you meditate on it throughout the week. Um, but ultimately, I, I don't want you to lose sight of who he is because when we do not let him fill our cups first, we do not put him first the first second that your, your feet hit the floor, it should be Jesus. And that doesn't mean you give him a full hour because we may not all have an hour to dive into the word, but we can give him five minutes, we can give him two minutes. And then throughout the day, continue to talk to him. Prayer is not just something you do at some times. Prayer is an ongoing conversation with our creator who loves us and who wants us just to come as we are throughout the day. And so when we seek his face constantly throughout the day, that is that is filling your cup with who, his presence and who he is and his love and his satisfaction because that's the only place that we're going to get satisfaction. And something that I personally like to pray when I wake up in the morning is a very simple prayer and it's actually a, a passage is to satisfy me in the morning, God, with your steadfast love that I may rejoice and be glad all my day. And that's Psalm ninety fourteen. And pray that prayer every single morning and letting that, letting God's steadfast love be the only thing that you need, that letting that, that love satisfy you for the day and everything else will overflow from his love. You cannot ask for a better father than that. And so, 
um, just keeping him first in everything that you do, in your work, in your studying, in your praying, um, his will over yours. Um, and so as we close, I'm going to give you a verse to meditate on throughout this week as we go in and, and out of our homes to disciple. I don't want you to lose sight of him. Jonah 2, 8 says, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. So when we read that and just realize that when we give attention to our worthless idols, we're just, we're basically slapping God in the face and saying he's not enough. And that is the complete opposite. So I just want to leave you with that. Um, keeping him at the first of everything for your days and your mornings, um, starting with your mornings, um, and discipling while rejecting idolatry. Come back next week for another episode. And y'all, I have some super fun news to share with you. Stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that it was helpful and encouraging to just remind you to keep God first at every second of the day so that we can disciple well within our homes and out of our homes, giving God all the glory. I want to let you in on a little secret. We now have grown to Etsy. We are uh, entrusted by him as live on Etsy. You can go shop the shop for um, biblical resources as well as home system resources to help you keep your home in order and do the things that we are called to do for the Lord uh, while keeping him first over it all. Um, I'm so excited to be able to offer these things, these resources to you. So go check it out and also like and subscribe and share this episode so others get the good news of the Lord and everything that he's doing. Thank you all so much and can't wait to see you next week. Thank you.